Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And it is the growing season. This is, you you are in the peak of it right now. The gardens should be looking really, really good. I mean, they're flowering like crazy. Um, what I've done this week is I've pinched or deadheaded a lot of my blooming plants to bring on. They'll pulsate waves of color, but sometimes they start to look a little messy this time of year. They've been blooming all spring. We're now into the what is that second week of, of, of summer, basically. And so now they can start to look a little, well, rangy, uh, dirty, spent flowers. And so I go through, and usually in the morning I've got my coffee cup, but I'm just talking to my plants, communing with the gardens, watching the hummingbirds, and I'll go just thumb prune, thumb prune some of the old, dead, spent flowers. They call it deadheading, or basically that's the name, main name, deadhead. I did that to my roses, did it to my uh, petunias, calipricoas, uh, salvias. They start to send off that real pretty blue, blue stalk, I'll just nip those off, and usually it's real tender. You don't even need scissors. You don't even need pruners. You just go and snap it off real quick. Just, And I'm mulching on the ground, so I've got a lot of shredded cedar bark around through my flower beds, through my uh, uh, raised gardens. So I just throw it on the ground, and it composts right there. If there's a lot of it, I'll add it to the compost pile. But if not, it dries in moments, and it just starts adding to the the mulch layer on top of my gardens. That's for me, for most of the gardens, n- not all of them. Uh, and then I'll fertilize. I start to fertilize everything, and with with that, they just start coming back. I mean, it's almost instantaneously how quickly plants will start to, to come back. I also notice that watering needs are... you got to be more exact right now. My, my gray-leafed plants, things like... Uh, lamb's ear, a dusty miller, uh, uh, lavender, uh, sages. There's a, quite a few plants that have this silver or blue or gray foliage. They're not very talkative. They're very robust. And so they were drying out just a bit, they, but they weren't showing the stress. That's because the way these plants work, that color coat, that silver coat, that's not natural. What's natural is a green leaf, maybe a little blue hue to it. But what, what plants do in Arizona, uh, the, the natives especially, they're, they're brilliant actually. They start to put on this either secretion, they put on a, 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 a almost a, a cottony layer or a hair, or a, they put an extra layer around the leaf to protect its core, the heart of the leaf. And so many of the plants that are, are colored like that, you can, you can stroke the foliage and that'll come off. Let's say it's a, a Colorado spruce, a blue spruce. If you rub your thumb over top of that blue, you rub that off and it turns 
green. The inside of the tree will be green. The outside, the new growth will be blue. This is all a defensive mechanism the plants put on to make them more drought hardy, more robust, to keep them from perspiring. It's a way to keep the sun from beating down the foliage so that they can conserve water and live in more drought hardy conditions. It's really smart on the plant's part. And you're planting many plants like that in your yard because they're just so tough. Well, those kinds of plants, because they're so tough, they don't show stress like some of your more greener plants. So many plants will actually have this wilty, droopy. The leaves will curl. They'll just kind of go, I'm so hot and dry. Water me. Well, not these gray-leafed or, or silver-leafed kind of plants. They just sit there and go, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to die. And so you want to really watch those plants now through whenever the rains come. They're sensitive. And so I actually took, I, I hand-watered a couple of them just to kind of make sure the, the root zone was completely soaked. I don't do that very often, maybe once a week or once every two weeks. Then I let the drip system kind of take the brunt of it. But if certain plants, if I would say your anything with a with a silver or gray leaf, really take a take a close look at those and pamper them until the monsoon rains come. Once the monsoons are here, no pressure. It's it's fine. Another one, watch your containers. Container gardens are really sensitive right now. And so there's it's hotter, drier. Their roots are exposed to some sun, some heat. And so they can dry out a little faster than the regular landscape. I have bumped my irrigation up on my drip system on all things that are in containers up to every day. I'm watering mainly in the very early morning. So my entire yard from trees and shrubs to perennials to flower beds to vegetables to containers, they're all watered pre-dawn or at dawn. So by, I don't know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning, really before that, they're fully irrigated. And so what my thinking is, I want my plants to be fully hydrated, plump, just happy as can be as they go into the heat of the day. I don't want to react and go, oh, they're so dry and start watering at middle of the afternoon or evening. That's too late. Now you have to rehydrate plants and get them, once a plant is stressed, it's hard for them to come out of stress. They're just like people. So if we can keep them from stressing out just by watering early morning, you'll have healthier plants. This will also play out as we start to get into the rainy or monsoon season. We've seen a few clouds this week. No real rain events per se. A little bit, but just not a serious monsoon or rain. But as we get into that, the humidity level will go up. They'll be some afternoon rains, maybe even evening rains, so the plants stay moist. Well, that's not a good combo. Warm, wet plants in the dark, they get fungal issues. And so we're starting to see it show up a little bit at the garden center. Some powdery mildews definitely showing up. And so people, some, some uh, let's say on roses or honeysuckle, or it can show up on anything. Uh, there's a green leaf. And then it starts to turn this powdery, walk, chalky white color. That's powdery mildew. It's a fungal thing. Easy to solve. But if you have a plant go wet into the evening, it just compounds. It gets so bad. Uh, the moths at night will start to, to spread this stuff throughout the gardens. And it just it takes over quickly. You want your plants to be dry going into the cool evening air. You want them to be moist as you go into the hot afternoon sun. So those are just some tricks that'll help you. I have uh, bumped my 
my, even my native plants or my very established uh, orna ornamental plants. I'm starting to water those. I, I was watering every 10 days. Now I bumped it up to every 14, every, uh, sorry, seven days. And so once a week, I deep soak my maples, roses, junipers, Russian sage, salvias. You could just name it. And a, an established, a good, strong, well-rooted plant about once a week, that's good. Uh, grass is going to take probably every day, every other day. It's hot out right now. Uh, your, your vegetable beds, I mean, they're going to be, you got to water them every day, especially if they're forming fruit. So you want to water fruits, especially in the morning. So we hydrate and plump up those tomatoes, peppers, squash, cucumbers. All those are starting to come off in the gardens right now. You want them to be hydrated, then you go out and pick them so they're nice and juicy and plump and they just last longer and they taste better. So early morning's better than mid-afternoon or late day, evening for your irrigation cycle. This is important. Um, it doesn't matter if you go out and hand water something that needs help you know, once or twice, but if you set that irrigation to come on you know, every evening at 7 o'clock, that's a, that's a fumble. That's a bad garden practice that's going to come, come back to haunt you. And you're going to come to the garden center going, to, oh, you've got a disease. Something went wrong. Here's, here's, the, here's a $30 solution. This will solve all your problems. Where if you simply change the irrigation to morning irrigation, uh, hydrated things in the morning, you wouldn't have to have any of that issue because it would naturally, the, your gardens would take care of your plants with you or for you. Those are some insider tips. We've got a lot in store for you. Lots of food, lots of plants, lots of new things have come in at the garden center. I want to share with you. There's lots going on in the gardens, but you got to stay tuned. We've got Lisa Waters Lane coming in with your garden questions right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden companion plants for July are hibiscus, purple verbena, crepe myrtle, and sensation maples. Sensation maples grow fast. The spring leaves erupt with soft reds. They quickly mature to a refreshing green for summer-long shade. Autumn, it unleashes a brilliant display of red leaves. Where this maple really shines is in the areas with challenging garden soils. The picture-perfect tree to line driveways or shade a patio. You'll only find sensation maples here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Some things are just better together. July is the best time to fertilize with all-purpose plant food from Waters. But pair the all-purpose with humic acid and it's a one-two punch of garden power. Humic acid gives your soil organic matter that helps plants' roots receive water and nutrients. So it makes fertilizer work even better. Like salt and pepper. Coffee and donuts. And hey, you and me. Aw, thanks Ken. All-purpose plant food and humic acid, better together and only at Waters Garden Center. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. All right, we have Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just my favorite gal in here sharing what... What neighbors, what other gardeners are asking, what we're seeing here at the garden center, or, or you actually answer a lot of emails, mm -hmm. even more phone calls, a number of phone calls. <laughs> you know, we had this second quarantine, not true quarantine, but second thing that happened. 
And you can tell by the phone calls what's going on because instantly phone calls go like four times the volume. Yeah, people and are then, out in their yards actually yeah, looking. <laughs> yeah, with their cell phone going, hey, could you tell me what this is? What do yeah. we see? Do you have one more of these? I got one of these. So yeah. it's like, but they're not coming in. They're not tra- as much. We still have mm-hmm. a lot of customers coming in. Oh, sure. Uh, sure. Lots, pretty much everyone's masked anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From staff to to consumers, mm-hmm. uh, to gardeners, not all, but but mostly. Right. And then we've got the ability to space. We've just had training of okay, folks, if they don't have a mask, do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't shake their hand. Don't touch your face. And and just put a cart between you. Put a plant in. Or I'm spinning like tools in front of folks. Or like one guy <laughs> that wanted to be on me, and I just had I was doing some plumbing on on a fountain. And I just started spinning in front of me, and that he had to back up because oh, I might my. drop it and hit him in the eye or something. Going, so there's hopefully, ways. Hopefully it wasn't like a lopper or something. Well, yeah. I might do that too. If you get too close. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's we're 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 used to the current. We're just used to living like that anymore. It's just this is the zone. I get talking to a friend, a good friend in, in Ohio, Mike Burns, mm-hmm. Burns Garden Center, uh, Dayton, Ohio. If, if anyone's from that area, he's dear friend. We travel together. He's got a garden center twice our size. <laughs> Uh, I'm going, so Mike, what, what's your growing operation doing? We're planning next year, 2021. How many plants are you plugging? What's, are you able to get seed? Are you able to get mm-hmm. cuttings, uh, plugs? What, what are you seeing? He goes, well, I don't think we're going to get a vaccine till the end of the year. And then it's six months before that. So we're planning on being like this through next spring. Here's what we're doing. We're, we're getting plugs. We're doing this. And we're just comparing notes. Mm-hmm. So and he, he gave me great advice. He's going to go nuts. You got to hang out with smart people. That is you true. You just get smarter. Hopefully. If you're smart, you get smarter. Well, Isn't that profound? Well, that is pretty good. <laughs> you can't be happy unless you're making other people happy. So there's another one. How about that? Back at you. Ooh, go ahead. Ooh, Come I'm, back. I'm at them. a loss. <laughs> you only get one a day. That was it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I did have a, a, a quote from a, uh, a a cultural social scientist. Mm-hmm. He was analyzing this whole pandemic thing, and he was he had a quote. I, um, if I could mention it to you, I've been wanting to share it over coffee. I just haven't had time. We've been out too early. But what he said was, um, he's describing how people are changing. Their behaviors, he said. The post-pandemic behavior will change because people have a, will have adopted a new way to survive, even thrive. It will be a radical check on our blatant consumerism. Interesting. Uh, people have cha- have been forced to stop uh, and to realize that it doesn't matter as much. It doesn't actually make you happy, and so we're seeing that a little bit here, where we used to spend so much, we haven't been able to, so we can't go out as much. But we're seeing it. I know we're a retail place where people are buying stuff. But basically, they're nesting. They're they're mm-hmm. they're creating their home. They're appreciating their home more, and how comfortable, how safe it makes them feel. How they actually do enjoy butterflies and hummingbirds and having a, a neighbor over for wine or or family or connection and the values that are there that are more important than a latest greatest car or a new watch or outfit or traveling to the next place. It's just the consumerism. It's still there, but it's more more personal. That's what he was trying to describe. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, that was Bloomberg or Forbes or someplace. In the morning, I read my business stuff. I'm going, oh, I want to be smart for business today. Yeah. Duh. Duh. I got this. That's all I got. <laughs> I think it does change. When you're forced, not forced, but when you are at home more, you do pay more attention to the colors of the paint on the wall and 
you know, maybe that brick yard or that yard with 500 tons of rock is not the most attractive thing. Yeah. Maybe I'd like to get some more flowering shrubs out there. Or, you know, I never noticed how much my neighbor's windows look down into my yard. Yeah. Maybe huh. I need yeah. a screen tree. So I think yeah. it, it for us it is changing it. Um, but I don't know about other shopping. Don't you think? Like, well, sales are up by 40% here at yeah. the Waters Garden Center. Volume's up by 40%. That's huge. Hmm. And that's because... And customer counts up by that much. Yeah. So people yeah. are home and they're just, they can't go out as much. They're mm -hmm. starting to creep out a little bit and feel safe. Uh, they've got their masks on. Our mm -hmm. whole staff is just fully masked. Every, everyone's got masks. Most of us have gloves. Some customers have that. Some bring their own, own carts. There's goop and goo called sanitizer everywhere. <laughs> I mean, just. Yeah, so. you were busy putting up. Sanitizer stations yeah. everywhere, which is good. Not knocking you it. You can't get it. So if you want, you can just. Yeah. I just. I like. It's for me. I squirt. I like hand sanitizer. I just feel safer. <laughs> and I feel you've been in the dirt, so it's not. <laughs> I don't, can't get to the bathroom to wash wash up yet. I'm still dirty. I'm going. Yeah, sanitizer. That'll do it. More plants. Where? Which ditch are we going to dig next? <laughs> what are we doing? Anyway, yeah. But we all digress. that to say what? Yeah. I think I think fixing up your home, especially right now, is hugely important and it'll make you feel better. I think being outside with nature and touching dirt and touching yeah. green things does so much for your mental health. And I think I truly think that is an area where people are really starting to hurt is just yeah. that that feeling of isolationism or uh, just like, man, I'm trapped or I can't get out. But at least being outside in your own yard that's huge. It's huge. I notice I go out in the morning, so six, seven o'clock, and mm -hmm. I'll just read my papers, digital papers I read, or just it's it's shady out there. It's there's a little fountain. It's just beautiful color. It's shade. It's just beautiful. Neighbors are going by because mm -hmm. it's cool, and so I do notice there's a lot of social interaction with neighbors back and forth, yeah. which we didn't really have before. Right. I've always been sitting out there at this time of the day, but <laughs> more neighbors are out and they're yeah. they're just talkative, and so you take time to I mean you're not hugging it all over everyone you're yeah. your social distancing and it's safe mm -hmm. but it's kind of I think it's neighborly I think I've seen I've talked to more neighbors sure now than I have in the past just yeah. because we're home so and we, we have would travel time. more yeah they would travel more and in between we would maybe talk mm -hmm. we should get at least one garden questions so we're not on this <laughs> philosophical rant for for we an entire go on segment and on <laughs> you know half the audience is going what are they talking about they've either tuned out or they're going i don't agree with that at all i'm gonna shoot them a note they're idiots i'm, I'm never gonna tune in again <laughs> that's their choice <laughs> their choice it's our airway and we get to decide what we're just talking about right and they can decide to listen <laughs> that's to right anyways yes questions we have a good question from rick uh, new into the area they're new in their neighborhood and one of their neighbors recommended buffalo juniper for a ground cover for a hot dry gently sloping hillside he wants to know do you think that's a good one is there anything else that might work and part two do pistachio trees grow here <laughs> tag team that's not even related even i know we've got an entire section of the garden center it's low growing hardy sun loving drought hardy plants there's probably 40 varieties in there and buffalo juniper is definitely one of the old schools kind of yeah. old school yeah uh, there's a lot of other choices you can go with but it's it's proven itself mm -hmm. cotoneaster 
is another great one. There's grasses you can use there. There's a lot of different choices you can play with there. And yes, pistachio. Ornamental pistachios. I don't know if they form a fruit or nut or whatever, but they do really, really amazingly well here because they're very deep-rooted. So, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so he needs to come in and check out the ground covers. Definitely. Okay. Next question from Melissa real quick. I think we can sneak it in. She has a pepper plant that she's had in since May. Looks beautiful, no blooms, no peppers. She goes, should I just rip it out and <laughs> no. put in an herb, or what should I do? So so peppers love heat. So it's finally been hot. It was cool so long, they actually got delayed by a month, six weeks. Mm-hmm. And so normally peppers would, would start fruiting now. Uh, but with the heat, they'll start really playing out, especially the hotter the pepper, the late, the hotter it likes to be. So your habaneros, jalapenos, they like it really hot. And the temperature is hot. Mm then they'll start fruiting. I would say the best thing you do right now, if you really want it to to go, give it some flower power. It's a liquid uh, food (laughs) that we put on plants, but it's all phosphorus. Mm -hmm. So that will really ignite that new growth, new flowers, larger peppers, more vegetables, whatever, flowers, whatever. Uh, That's flower power and more more heat. Mm-hmm. It seems counterintuitive, but peppers love that. So that's your, don't rip it out. It's going <laughs> to start fruiting here like within days. Trust me. All right. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners, we will be right back. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Waters Garden Companion plants for July are hibiscus, maple, purple verbena, crepe myrtle, and pentas. Pentas are a butterfly magnet with super sweet nectar produced in starry flowers on 12-inch stems. She loves heat and wind with minimal care to keep the flowers coming. The large clusters of vibrant star-shaped flowers are stunning in pots and raised beds. A superb flower that outperforms others as long as it's hot. You'll only find heat-hardy pentas at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. I hate weeds. Monsoon rains are so refreshing, even my landscape comes alive. But so do my weeds. Stop weeds in their track in one simple step. Water's weed and grass stopper spreads like fertilizer. It kills weed seed before monsoon rains allow them to sprout. No need to weed. It's safe for trees, even flower beds, and so much safer than that toxic waste the big box sells. Weed and grass stopper. It's just $24 and only found at Water's Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. There are a few insects that have been showing up. This this is great. Here at the garden center, about four or five years ago, we, we put a microscope in the garden center. And it's an electric one that goes into... It's got an HDMI cable that goes into a huge screen TV. So it just, we can blow up. We put these uh, garden samples, even even if it's in a Ziploc baggie, 
even in the Ziploc bag, we'll put it under the microscope, and you can see the plant is alive. You can't see it with the naked eye, but you can certainly see it under a microscope. It's it's scary sometimes. It's really neat if you're an entomologist at all. It's just, it's just it's like a hoot. Bring the kids; they'll be awe inspired. They'll want to own a garden center when you get all done. It's it's really cool. But we did this because we go, oh, that's aphids. People go, I don't see any aphids. We're going, well, well, it is. Trust me. What well, spider mites? Well, I don't see any mites. It is, trust me. So proof is in the picture. You put it up there, blow it up, so it's it's microscopic. You can't see with the naked eye, not microscopic, but it's, you can't see it with the naked eye. You blow it up to the size of a Pop-Tart or a dinner plate. All of a sudden, you're seeing all eight eyes looking at you with its hairy claws going, I'm going to eat your face off. All of a sudden, people go, yeah, I believe. How do I solve this? What do I do? What do I do? Is it serious? Go, yeah, it's, look. Of course it's serious. Here's what you need to do. A couple of things have come up this week that's pronounced, and, and I'm not quite going to garden alert. When things really become bad, I'll, I'll write a quick press release and go, garden alert, here's what you need to do. This is taking over. It's in everyone's yard. You should be aware. Uh, put this on your radar. It's not quite there, but it seems to be trend. It's close. If spider mites get any worse, I'm going to have to do something to help local gardeners. Uh, it seems to be happening throughout northern Arizona. And, and it starts on the native juniper trees, migrates over to the ornamental juniper trees, because they just like the taste of junipers. And then it goes over to other evergreens. They seem to like evergreens. Although I did find them on my tomato plants this week. So that's why I'm bringing it up. It affected my personal gardens. And then I'm seeing customers coming in going, this is getting pretty serious. I don't know. Let's, let's, let's let people know. But spider mites, if you see webbing in the evergreens, they like needles, needled kind of plants or conifers because they like to spread the webs in, in between all the needles. So they love junipers, ground cover junipers to upright junipers to any, any kind of evergreen, pine trees. They like them all. They'll be this webbing. But if you don't see the webbing, some other indications will be you don't see an insect at all. You just see webbing or the plants will look dry like you haven't been watering enough. Yet you know the, the ground is moist. It's not a water issue. But still, why do they look dry? It could very, very easily be spider mites. You can Google this. It'll pop right up. It's a little tiny red bug. Tiny, tiny thing. The only way I can see them, I'll take a white sheet of paper or maybe my phone with that glass on top, I'll turn the power off just so I see this black. You need some uh, a, a pure black or white screen or piece of paper. Tap the foliage, and if dust, you still won't see the bug. You can't see it. They're tiny. Uh, but if you see the, the specks crawling around or blowing around or jumping around, you go, that's it. That's spider mites. Oh, oh my gosh. Ken was right. Mike, we should, we should do that. Uh, if you see that, very easy to solve. We have a spray here that I put together years ago. It's called multi-purpose insect spray because it kills many multiple kinds of insects. It works on grasshoppers as well as it works on aphids as well as it works on spider mites. Really effective. What you'll want to do is you want to spray that plant every couple of weeks. Spray it. Really, it's quantity, not quality. You want a lot. You want that plant till it's dripping wet from the outer branches to the inside branches to the ground all the way up to the very tip. You want it dripping wet. You want to come back in about 10 to 14 days. And usually if you spray it a couple times, spider mites are under control. Uh, if you keep seeing webbing, you keep seeing it dry out, do it again. 
every couple of weeks, just hit it again until you see new growth coming out. You're going, oh, all good. You could also use the multi-purpose insect spray. It's rated for vegetables, whatever else you got. Grasshoppers, I'm noticing, they are jumping around in my Mexican primrose. It's a beautiful pink flower. It's got about the size of a silver dollar. It's a ground cover, a native, drought-hardy, tough plant. I've got it wrapping around some uh, blue lime grass and my strawberry patch. And I'm no, I walked through it and I went, whoa, this, look, what's going on? It's alive. What, what is happening? And it was little tiny grasshoppers, about a quarter inch long, no, no more than a half inch long. They were tiny, but they looked just like grasshoppers. They were dirt colored or, or light tan colored. When you jump, they just kind of went bling and they jumped, they jumped all over the place. Um, they will get bigger. They are eating ferociously right now. They're ferociously for a small insect. They will be ferociously as they grow up as a big insect, which means they consume 10 times the quantity of, of foliage, your, your gardens, your plants. So what I did is I took some NOLO, N-O-L-O bait. I just sprinkle it in little piles, kind of close by, where they can stumble across it. It's a virus. You're spreading a, basically, it's like a virus amongst a colony that's very focused on just grasshoppers. And it gets into them. They stop eating. They stop. They basically don't die immediately. It's, it's, they stop eating. And then they starve to death. And they kill over dead. And then it just spreads throughout the colony. So it's a way to get rid of, of grasshoppers permanently. It really, really works. Those are a couple of insects that were really playing out in my gardens that I think you should take a look at in your gardens as well. And how to solve them. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. In a new place, it's difficult to know who to trust, how to get help at the house, and which nursery will simply do what they say they'll do. At Waters Garden Center, we're here to help, in the landscape at least. Our team of plant ambassadors know your neighborhood, the plants that add color, increase privacy, and add fragrance and beauty. And we can show you exactly how to plant locally, or we have teams to do all the work for you. We are Ken and Lisa Lane, and we guarantee our plants will live up to every promise here at Waters Garden Center. Waters Garden Companion Plants for July are maple, verbena, crepe myrtle, and rose of Sharon hibiscus. Rose of Sharon is a mountain-hardy hibiscus with anemone-like blooms. Each stem of this hardy hibiscus is packed with buds. She makes a beautiful informal hedge or screen and is easily trained into small trees. Available Prescott colors show in blue, purple, white, red, and pink for years of enjoyment. You'll find breathtaking hibiscus here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes and and just shares her thoughts, just whatever she wants this entire time, whole 10 minutes Nothing but hers every week without interruption. <laughs> Unexception. I mean, just. I think people who listen you. know better <laughs> than that. I get more people. So, the way we operate, I just took a personality test. <laughs> so, the disc test, I've taken yeah. it like multiple times. I'm a definite I. Oh, yeah. The I. Inter- I. People, Screaming personal, I. capital I. Connections, bring people together, sing Kumbaya. We can do this. Positive output going. And Lisa's a C, if you all have had the Breyer, My, Myers-Briggs disc thing. 
Uh, you got D-I-C-S-C. Lisa is a C, which is the direct opposite. <laughs> She's the people that she makes sure it's done right with detail, that we don't make mistakes. We planned ahead because we don't. I'm not a planner. <laughs> I like to get the idea. Let's just get going. We'll figure it out on the way. That's not Lisa. She's just the opposite. So we make the perfect, I would say, perfect team. We complete Business. each other. You could. I'm forming a heart right now. You <laughs> You complete me, my little heart. Boom, boom. Yes. Can you hear it? We do complete each other, but it also leads to some unusual disagreements sometimes. On your part, I never disagree. <laughs> I'm very amiable. Remember, I'm a B. I'm an I. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Anyway, uh, this is about <laughs> you. Back to you. Oh, oh, okay. My companion, my compatriot, <laughs> my... Business partner. Well, anyways, we were talking a little earlier about how people are a little home, more home now. They're yeah. they're in their homes, enjoying their garden yard. I can't talk their gardens and their yards and and all that type of thing. And now that it's like hot, people are inside a little bit more. Air conditioning. With their air conditioning running. So I started thinking about. The inside gardens. Oh, good. So yeah. what you can do to bring that greenery inside your house, because we got a beautiful shipment of new houseplants in. Yeah. And there's so many things you can do with houseplants inside that just, they they bring life to a room, especially if you have a sterile room with yeah. white walls and, you know, beige carpet. And yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Plants can really bring life into your home. I think it's more than that. These new homes. I mean, our home's 20 years old. And they used to build it where the house would breathe. Yeah. And so the doors, the the, the everything, it just breathed. Now it's so it's airtight. You're mm-hmm. living literally in a bubble. Mm-hmm. I mean, no outside air. Everything that's inside gets locked in. Everything outside is kept out. That may be good. I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad. Wow. We have no science. We haven't been doing this long enough. But for sure, bringing plants into that inside bubble space Mm -hmm. it makes it feel alive it just helps you to see something living breathing i mean puppy dogs do that too but not everyone's a puppy dog person some people are cat people some people are gerbil people maybe well maybe some people are chias (laughs) even chia pets i was thinking chia anyway gotcha i think plants that's good i love Uh it and i think also too because people a lot of people go, oh, I don't want houseplants because I travel. Uh, well, yeah. you know, people aren't as traveling as much. And if you're bored, taking care of houseplants, it's a great thing to do. It is. Yeah. So we got a brand new shipment of one of my favorite plants, African violets. I love African violets Cute. because they just, they're a consistent bloomer inside the house it's not like they require a lot of they're not like an orchid you know where you're constantly going oh what's my orchid doing you just kind of water them they take care of themselves little fertilizer and they just keep blooming and they don't take up a ton of space great for those kitchen windows little coffee tables little nooks it's great to put those there I agree. So, so many plants are like that. And they're cute. They can go in an office. I mean, go mm-hmm. anywhere. They're oh, just yeah. small. Four inch. Right. Five inches. Mm-hmm. And they just bloom. for so, And they get so many colors. People collect oh, yeah. African violets. They're kind of, they're kind of nerdy. They're <laughs> nerdy gardeners. And they'll they'll yeah. be asking, hey, is the houseplant order coming? I want some more house. I need, I want first dips. Could you call me? So, uh-huh. that that's a, that's a. Mm-hmm. Even more so than rose gardeners. Rose, rosarians can be a bit nerdy because yeah. they like collecting certain names. Right. Well, African violet folks are even can be worse. the same way. Yeah, yeah. 
So the other thing we got in was a whole new batch of air plants or tillandsias. And the ones that we got in, I just think are so cool because they're, they're coming in different colors. So there's one yeah. with lavender tips, some with black tips, some that have some blooms coming out of them, different shapes yeah. and sizes. And I just think they're so fun because you don't even have to mess with soil with those guys you know so if you've got grandma's beautiful teacup and you want to put it out but you want something that, you know kind of cool into it putting an air plant in it you don't have you're not going to be no ruining soil. you yeah. know the the, the teacup so you just take them once a week you soak them in some water for 15 minutes shake them out put them back uh, a lot of people put them in the little glass globes yeah. uh, there's so many different things you can do with them and the colors and the varieties that they're coming out with are really cool i mean that's one if you had a, a friend that you haven't seen in a while mm. and you you want to go connect with them but yeah. not touch them not go in their house <laughs> just kind of want to yeah. check on you see how you're doing a tillandsia or air plant mm -hmm. you could take you could chuck it at them six feet away just like and a basketball light, folk. It wouldn't hurt them. When and it they would it. actually do fine. With it. They're going, oh, I think I'll grow more. I've been stimulated yeah. to have more growth. Mm -hmm. But they're just fun. Anyone can grow them. Yeah. I mean, from kids to shut-ins. I mean, right. everyone right. can grow them. And it's a living, breathing thing. Mm -hmm. What was that one thing on Star Trek they used to have that... Oh, the um, tribble? tri tribbles? Tribbles. They looked tribbles? like that. Yeah. In in uh, plant, plant form. form, it's really neat. They don't multiply like We're that. We're dating They're ourselves in, in the '60s, aren't we? Oh my God, what's it? '70s? When was the original <laughs> Would have been Star late, Trek? Late '60s? Uh, no idea. Yeah. But it was in one of the new movies too. Oh. But that aside, we also have some really easy care grow plants. If you're kind of a novice, you're like, yeah, everything I touch kills. So. The ZZ plants, yeah. and I have what, like three or four at my Maybe house? More. Because they you can't collecting. kill yeah. <laughs> It's one of those plants I can grow, and it does beautiful, nice shiny green leaf. You water it maybe twice a month, maybe in the summer. That's pushing it. Um, just a really cool plant that looks very tropical and lush, but just takes very minimal care. So that's a great one. Of course, your Sansevierias. Mother-in-law tongues, also yeah. known as, which, you know, come in a lot of different heights and widths and, and from light green to a real dark green to variegated yellow and green. So some really kind of cool ones that they're developing more of and growing more of. Some of those have such a, a developed root structure that mm -hmm. they just hold a lot of moisture into their, if, they're, mm -hmm. if they're established. This is one, too, we should mention to folks. There's two types of houseplants. Mm -hmm. There's some that are grown outdoors in Florida, basically. They're sure. grown in Florida, and they, tr they sh drive them across country in, in air-conditioned trucks. And they land. They're, they're cheap, and they can look a little wispy. Uh, the quality isn't quite there. And then there's greenhouse-grown or more, mm -hmm. more finish or floral-grade right. type of houseplants. That's what we focus on because mm -hmm. the box stores have the other end just right. saturated. We focus on <laughs> way high-end quality. Mm -hmm. And so those plants, we try to get a little bit bigger. So they're more established, so they're more forgiving because the root structure is more robust, more especially developed. on ZZs and mm -hmm. Sansevierias. Those are those are very much more mature they are, the hardier they become. Oh, definitely. We got some beautiful uh, golden barrel cactus. Oh, neat. I, I mean, not those. huge, but nice, like indoor. You could put it inside your house, six-inch pot, that kind yeah. of thing. Very, very pretty. Put them in a cool, like colorful pot, like yeah. a Televerde pot, and that'd be really pretty. 
euphorbias, um, jade plants, all of those are just super tough, easy to grow. And then we got some that are a little more, take a little more care, like your peace lily. Yeah. Wonderful little plant, sends off a white blossom, lily type blossom. But, you know, he wants a little more attention. He wants you to pay attention to it and give it a little more water <laughs> now yeah. and then. Uh, we've got some great dracaenas. Uh, and think I like tall, like big tree kind oh, of stuff? Oh, we got some or? dracaenas that are tall. Oh, so good, we good. got some of the Tarzan and my favorite, the Lisa dracaena. <laughs> <laughs> Did you name it that or is that no, actually? No, it's actually that, its actually name. name. Oh, yes. L-I-S-A or L-I-S-A. Oh, really? Old school. Dracaena. Yeah. Real pretty plant. Nice. They're probably four or five feet tall. So yeah, we did get some nice big ones in. If you got a corner you need to fill, definitely got some I noticed an entire truckload was offloaded like yesterday. And so it's packed just is. packed which is exciting it feels like a jungle that's how you want to buy so how you want to shop for houseplants she just, just feels she just need to come in and breathe in that room and you'll feel it better feels better no truly yeah. yeah thank you lisa houseplants uh go out and hike in the day in the morning late in the evening and then <laughs> inside when you've got the ac on yeah. enjoy your houseplants Definitely. name them lisa <laughs> or ken or whatever else <laughs> name you want Ken and Lisa Lane will be right back after this important message. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Waters Garden Companion plants for July are hibiscus, maple, purple verbena, crepe myrtle, and pentas. Pentas are a butterfly magnet with super sweet nectar produced in starry flowers on 12-inch stems. She loves heat and wind with minimal care to keep the flowers coming. The large clusters of vibrant star-shaped flowers are stunning in pots and raised beds. A superb flower that outperforms others as long as it's hot. You'll only find heat-hardy pentas at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Gardening and you don't know where to start? Waters In-Home Garden Service comes to you and identifies what you have and how to make it better. Design advice, water strategies, vegetable and flower gardens, soil and food needs, and problem solving. Always problem solving. You'll instantly be a better gardener. All for just $200 of expert time with a coupon to fill your garden dreams without ever leaving home. In-home garden consultations from Waters Garden Center. We can be at your home this week. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So some things I've done in my yard, I've got them all prepped. It's all completed. Um, and, And these are truly, truly important, um, especially even for non-gardeners. If you've got a house and you want to take care of your plants, you, you need to do these things or have your gardeners do it or your maintenance folks or whoever they are. Um, you want to fertilize right now and you want to put down weed preventers. Those two things are critically important. I thought I would just share a little bit some, my take or what I did in, in our gardens. In the Lane Casa, this is what we did. Um, I fertilized everything in the yard with all-purpose plant food. Most everything. I've, I, I make two different kinds of foods. The all-purpose plant food is the number one seller because it just goes on everything. It's all-purpose. It goes on everything. 
Um, I did make a, a fertilizer for edibles, uh, fruit trees, uh, berries, grapes, uh, tomatoes, peppers, uh, grows bigger pumpkins, just anything edible. Uh, this is a, this is a thing that's becoming more and more pop. More edibles are going in, tree shrubs, vines, plants, than ever. And so we we made a organic fertilizer that would carry over. It would be really good for anything blooming, uh, but really the all-purpose plant food. The main ingredient is cottonseed meal. Cottonseed meal is for you rosarians. If you want to enter a rose into the fair, hopefully we have a fair this year. We'll see. Um, you want more fragrance, more color a larger flower, more blooms, you give it cottonseed meal. So that's the main ingredient. The beauty with that is it brings out the flower, but also cottonseed meal is very acidic. So it makes it lowers the pH, so it brings the leaf color out as well. So you get this contrast between the fragrance and color and the green, green, rich green leaf. So I did that on everything. I just took my hand spreader, just spread it around, slung it around. It goes to the rock goes through the fabrics, goes through all your weed barriers, whatever that is. And I just sling it in the drip line of the plants. That is, I don't focus on the trunk or the base of a shrub or a tree. I focus on the outer branches. The outer branches are where all of the feeder roots are. This is where the finer root hairs, these are the, the roots that actually pick up water and food. As you get closer and closer to an established tree or shrub, the, the only roots that are there are great big, like trunk. It's like a trunk. It, it's like a, a big branch that just sits there in the ground and just holds the plant up. It doesn't allow it to, to fall over. It's thick barked, very rugged. It's, it, you know, six, eight, ten inches round. It's like a, another trunk going out under, under the ground. Those do not have the ability to take in moisture. The bark is too thick. It just it doesn't have the finer root hairs that, are, that, that reach out searching for food and water. So you want to think in terms of that for all of your plants as you're administering food. Now, there's two basic kinds of food. We only focus on organic foods. That's kind of our main thing. That's our, that's our we, would, we would die on that hill. We, we believe in organics. There's an easy way to do it. It's better, healthier for, for you, for your plants, for the environment. It just Organic fertilizers are the way to go. And we're going to sell... I mean, Waters Garden Center, we'll probably sell three or four truckloads. I mean, semis. I mean, tens of thousands of pounds of fertilizer in, in this central highlands area. It's got a following. Well, I feel responsible for selling the right kind of food to my gardeners because I can actually pollute us. I personally, through, through our garden center, can pollute our water table if I were to sell the wrong kind of food. If you're using chemical fertilizers, that's the second type of fertilizer. These are petroleum-based fertilizers. That's what your grandparents used. That's actually what you're gonna see at most, that's all you're gonna see at box stores are, are chemical type of fertilizers. You know, 16, 16, 16, 21, 0, 0, 16, 18, 14. You're gonna see all these numbers. It's really confusing. Uh, these are basically petroleum-based fertilizers. They, 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 you spread them on the ground, and they release really fast. The second you get a rain or irrigate it, it just releases all at once. And so you'll see this really fast uptake. You'll see immediate response to your plants, which is great. The negative is it also flushes out just as quickly. So it's gone. It leaves your plants wanting for more within two, three, four weeks. It's back to square one. So if you're using chemical fertilizers, you've got to use them all the time. It's like ridiculous. 
And then if you get a heavy rain, a monsoon rain, it, it, it's very water soluble. It picks it up, liquefies it, becomes available, and then if there's extra rain, it takes it downstream. And so you can actually get this pollution factor. You can get phosphates and nitrates washing downstream. If you're on a well, let's say you're out in the valley, Paulden, Chino Valley, most of Yavapai County, actually, much, much, much of, of northern Arizona is on a well. Well, you can pollute yourself. You can actually poison yourself with your fertilizer you use. And so you, I, if you're doing that, I think we have a responsibility, or you want to use more organic fertilizers. Organics are going to have smaller numbers, like 744. This is, this is a lesson for you, accountants, nurses, engineers, you're the numbers people. You know who you are. You love the numbers. Tell me the facts. Only the facts. Um, the, the higher the number with fertilizer does not mean anything. It doesn't equate to healthier plants or better value or more fertilizer. What it says does measure the nitrogen, but some of that is so liquid, it, 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 it floats through the plant's root zone so fast the plant can't pick it up. On organic, you're better off having a slower release, more organic fertilizer, so 744, where instead of releasing over two, three weeks, it releases over two, three months. So now you're fertilizing once, and as rains come, and as you irrigate, a little bit is released you know, every time a, rate, a moisture event happens. So it slowly breaks down. It actually feeds the soil. A good organic fertilizer feeds the soil, which encourages deeper root structure, whereas a chemical never does that. In fact, chemicals kill worms. They kill a mycorrhizal, fungal, beneficial insects that live in the soils. The beneficials in the soil, chemicals, they, they don't like chemicals. I mean, let's face it, you don't like chemicals, neither do your do the things live in the soil. So your organics are just better for the plant and the soil. So, okay, I went down that path longer than I wanted. So I, I fertilized my everything with all-purpose organic fertilizer. Uh, for things that are blooming, I also got a bag of superphosphate, 050, and I gave things like my roses, uh, Russian sage, salvias or autumn sage, anything that blooms. I cut back or deadheaded my meadow sage, cat mints. I cut them back. They're looking floppy. They've been blooming for three months straight. Trimmed them back, fertilized them with the all-purpose food, and gave them a little extra superphosphate. The, the middle number, 0150, that's all about flowers and roots. If you want deeper roots, larger flowers, more larger fruits, give them phosphorus. And so I give them those things so that when the rains come, it'll pick up more phosphorus. And all of a sudden, it, this thing will, they'll start to glow. They'll pulsate waves of color uh, as we get further and further into the monsoon season, later in the growing season. Those are the two things I did right away. My container plants... I did not give them either one of those things. My container plants, I've got a water-soluble food I put together called Flower Power. It's, it's got a scoop. It's kind of like miracle Grow, only it's way better. It's not salt-based. It's, it's developed for flowers here. I just fertilized everything. All my containers were given Flower Power in their water. And within two weeks, within one week, you'll go, whoa, <laughs> look how many flowers there are. And so that's, that was a little different caveat I did for my container gardens. Uh, the weed piece, while I've got the hand spreader out, while I'm doing all this, took maybe a half a day. It took a Sunday afternoon, did all this. I also put down weed and grass stopper. Weed Beater Ultra is what I did specifically. 
I like that particular weed preventer. And what it is, it spreads like fertilizer. As water hits it, it permeates the soil that top inch or so. And any seed that lands on top of that soil and tries to start, it doesn't allow it to send off a taproot. And so seed actually, it actually kills the seed. It doesn't allow the seed to actually germinate. So you'll prevent tumbleweeds and whorehound and box, you know, the, the, the uh, goat head, the one that has that thorn that you step on, your dogs get into and they, they start limping around. Those are all summer weeds. They only come back by seed. Keep the seed from germinating. You'll get ahead of this weed. You won't have that weed. You have less of those weeds now and it will prevent more weeds later down the road. It's a game changer. Weed Beater Ultra. While you're putting that out, while you're fertilizing, do both. Weed prevention and fertilizing at the same time. And you're going to have a beautiful yard. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Waters Garden companion plants for July are hibiscus, maple, verbena, and crepe myrtle. Crepe myrtle flowers are intense watermelon pink, solar reds, and LED whites that cover this heat-loving shrub. Plant where you enjoy its beautiful multicolored bark and sinuous branches up close. The flowers show against forest green foliage that turns red and orange in autumn. Growing to just head height, every yard has room for at least one and only available for summer planting here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. If life is a bowl of cherries, why not make them the biggest, sweetest cherries ever? Waters Garden Center is super excited to introduce our new organic fruit and vegetable plant food. This fertilizer has the bonus of added calcium that gives fruit trees and veggies an extra boost to produce healthy, abundant crops. Feed your plants now to help them thrive and grow more fruits than ever in just $27 for a 20-pound bag. Safe, natural, organic fruit and vegetable plant food only at Waters Garden Center. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So if you've tuned into the show and you're at this last segment, that means you're a fan. You like what you hear. It helps you garden. It's just entertaining. You just like the voice. I don't know. Maybe we've never met. Maybe we have. Uh, but, but definitely it, it says something about you. If you listen to the first segment and then tuned out, okay, that's that's a different kind of fan. But thank you for listening. Or thank you for listening. They've tuned off. It doesn't matter. They're not listening anymore. If you tune in this far, thank you. I need some help from you. Especially if you folks are familiar with Yelp or any kind of review, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, Yelp reviews. Those seem to be the main three. I had a knucklehead event happen this week. Kind of ticks me off, but... It's just part of being in the public's eye. We're going to help 40, $50,000 50, customers this, this year. That's just a lot of bodies. And most folks are happy and never, they just keep coming back and they don't, they don't talk about us so much. They don't re- leave reviews. But if you're socially in tune at all, could you help me? I need some more Yelp reviews that are five stars. If you don't want five stars, don't give me four, three, two, one. Someone just left a a one-star Yelp review, and here's what the comment was. I probably ought to just pull it up and read it for you. If you're on Yelp, pull it up. You can see it. Um, It just, they hadn't even been, they've never been to the garden center. 
but they heard from someone that we that someone didn't wear a mask at the garden center. Therefore, they posted a review and said, I'll never shop there. I can't believe you wouldn't do this. How socially irresponsible. I can't believe it. One star. And so people have that kind of power anymore. And reviews, when you're in the public's eye, they're important. And so if you could, I'm looking for like five, six, ten Yelp reviews. If you're a, a Google for folks, Google reviews are even better. That I means more people look at those. Facebook is good. We've got like a couple hundred Facebook reviews, and it's 4.7. I mean, mostly it's way up there reviews. People like us. We've been around so long, but every once in a while we get what I call the knucklehead factor. They haven't even shopped here. They're not even customers yet. They leave this negative review because they don't know what they're doing or they're inept or they just, they don't get social media. They just are ticked off or I don't know what they're doing, but they shouldn't be allowed to come out of their homes or something. But you've never even been to the store, the garden center, and, and you're leaving a one-star review. Now, come on. That's just rude. That's down and That's just rude. So if you could, while you're on Yelp, while you're on Google or whatever, Facebook, could you leave me a five-star review? You don't even have to make a comment. You don't have to say, we like waters. they got great vegetables. I can't believe the tree I've got. Or, or roses are unbelievable. They've got knowledgeable staff. You can just go five-star, leave. I mean, just go. And, I'll, and, and, and I will personally respond to every one of them, I promise. So I, I, I actually responded to the one-star review, and I said, Listen, we're living in uncertain times. We're all wearing masks. We're all socially distancing. You'll feel safe here. Uh, here's our, our latest health manual. I gave him a copy. Come on, where did you hear this from? And it's, it's embarrassing for some people. I just am embarrassed for them going, how can they be socially that mean? They're just that mean. So if you could help me, that would be great. Anyway, so we're at four, four, well above 4.567 stars. But every once in a while, you get that. You know, Lisa and I, we camp out here at Waters Garden Center. If we can help you, bring a mask. If you're not comfortable with that, well, I'll have a mask on. And we'll just talk. And we'll help you get through issues in the gardens or, or inspire you with the crepe myrtles are over the top. The fresh crop came in. They're in full bloom. You'll be inspired. They smell good. They look good. They are good. And they like to be planted in summer. But Ken and Lisa Lane, we camp out here at Waters Garden Center. We love talking to fans of the show. Wondering why the grass is always greener on the other side? Well, it's probably because your neighbor used the all-purpose fertilizer from Waters Garden Center. Monsoon is right around the corner, and it's the perfect time to feed your plants. Waters all-purpose fertilizer is the only organic made especially for Arizona mountain soils. Don't buy a bunch of different fertilizer for your flowers, veggies, trees, or grass. This one does it all. The plants on your side will be happier, healthier, well, greener. Safe, natural, organic. Waters Garden Center in Prescott. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.